Blog hey, good afternoon, Radio. everybody. It's... And that always gets me, every time. <laughs> everybody, this is Tom Hayes on Update, and it's a February 19th. Can you believe it? I keep waiting. If March is going to come, I hope it brings spring, and it doesn't come in like a lion. Uh, maybe come in like a lamb at least to give us a break. I don't care if it goes out like a lion. But something to save us from the snow. Listen, we're, uh, we had set up a show with a young lady who was doing some great work named Alicia, Alicia, or Alicia, Alicia DeWitt. She lives in Maine, and she's, um, she's uh, a gal who's uh, started a program called Beauty Sparkles Within because uh, she's trying to deal with teenagers and tweens in a difficult time of life when you're so much looking for peer uh, acceptance uh, with all that peer pressure and bullying and everything else that goes along. And she started a program, but and now Rosemary's joining us. Uh, and we I've just explained to the audience, poor Alicia has not showed again. Yes. I, Rosemary, are uh, you there? Yes. I'm, am I coming in okay, Tom? Yeah, you sound great. Um, okay. I'm just explaining to the audience that, um, <laughs> well, here's the description yes. I wrote. Tom and Rosemary in an interview, Alicia DeWitt, a 21-year-old musician, stepmother, young woman, activist, and advocate, who has a program entitled Beauty Sparkles Within to encourage girls and young women to look within to their real beauty. She addresses bullying, self-esteem, self-love, and confidence and core values for girls, quote, because that's a dirty word now. We can't have that word in American society. Girls of all ages to reach their dreams. And, well, you know, I, I think <laughs> we'd have to get an explanation, but she set up two shows and hasn't showed up. So we don't think she's ever going to show. And obviously she, you know, everybody has stage fright, and that's okay. And so, uh, but why not? I mean, that's a great intro to a great show. And somebody who has a daughter, who has Rett syndrome? Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Yes. You're there. Syndrome. You're there, right, Rosemary? Yes, I am. Yep. Oh, okay. Am I in and uh, yep. yeah, yeah, you're fine. I just can't. I just didn't get a thing. So, um, you know, who? I mean, why don't we? Obviously, yours is an extreme case of a young, you know, your daughter, who has yeah. a severely debilitating disease, which not only affects her movement and her health, but also her appearance. And if anybody could speak about this, we don't need Alicia right now. I mean, no, nobody could speak about this better than you. Well, yes, I I, I can agree on that point, especially uh, as the whole the whole thing about the show about being beauty sparkling within. You know, Victoria is unable to uh, speak and express herself. So, you know, a lot of the time people... You know, they see, they can see within her, and and she, you know, she speaks through her eyes, and you know, and uh, you know, I, I have to say, you know, I I got a hold of this girl, and I noticed that the page, and I, I'm just, I'm going off here for just one moment on on red. I'll get back onto that. Uh, with the page was, you know, I said this is great. I said, you know, she's really, this should have been, if if only we could have had this twenty, thirty, even you know, further years ago. Because society has put it that you know you're supposed to look a certain way, and and you're not. Everybody is is who they are, and and this I think this is what she was trying to put out was that 
you know, if they're themselves and the, you know, you know, they're showing their inner self, then, you know, you're beautiful, you know, no matter what. So I I saw her videos and I was really, I was impressed and I said, oh, this would be great, you know, to have her on. But unfortunately, I think, yep, I think she's got a little stage fright, but now, who knows, maybe in the future. But obviously, I mean, who has more experience with this kind of issue than you? Well, yes, I, you know, I dealt with uh, a lot of self-esteem issues uh, while I was growing up. Uh, not only that, as being a special needs parent, you know, there's times when, uh, you know, you wonder if, if certain people will accept you, you know, but then after a while you realize you, you don't need that. You know, you as long as you can accept yourself and, and look inside yourself and see that, you know, you, you have a, you know, especially with Victoria, you know, she's a beautiful, she's my beautiful girl. I'm not just saying that because I'm her mother. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, she's had so many people say, you know, what a beautiful girl. She's, you know, she's angelic. She's, you know, she's got, she's got a glow. She's got, a, you know, this light that comes from her. And, you know, it's, and, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I had a, I had a beep there for a moment. Uh, I think this is just what Alicia was also, you know, she she's got a glow about her, and that's why I told her, you know, she can she can do this. I I just I have I, I have faith in her, and I was very excited about her being on the show today, but unfortunately, well, you know, I, I recommend people go to the site, uh, the Facebook page, Beauty Sparkles Within, because you're right, she has a great presence, she's got a great cause, and she certainly has a lot of. Uh, empathy for it and a lot of life experience with it you know she's makes no bones about it she's uh what society would call overweight and uh mm-hmm. you know in fact i think she even has some slogans and posters that said when somebody says, tells a uh, young person when the young person tells you that she's fat don't say no you're not i don't know if you saw mm-hmm. that particular poster no i did not see that one no I okay but anyway she's basically saying you know, don't try to say it doesn't exist, but be, you know, turn it around. Now, and, you know, I can talk about, this is one of the things I used to talk about in my motivational, inspirational lectures, whatever, is the ability to turn what you think is a liability into an asset. In fact, we wrote a few stories about this for our, our site, www.deantownpals.com. We have a few books, uh, created an iBook about this that, that, to take what you take are determined to be a liability and what maybe society takes to be a liability. And if you really look at it, it is the thing that which turns everything around for you. It turns out to be an asset. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a character in the storyline, which is a garbage truck, and we call him mm-hmm. Garbanzo. And for, as, after a Garbanzo bean. And Gar, uh-huh. Garbanzo you can only imagine, gets picked on all the time by the other uh, utility vehicles, you know, by the school bus, by the the uh, the police car, by, you know, the, uh, the plow, you know, what are the ambulance, because he stinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what a garbage does, truck does, he stinks. And so nobody else wants to play with them or hang around them. And what we've taught through the books and through the stories is that in one case, he's being bullied by a dump truck. And we taught him to use, you know, the, the he's always getting epithets and everything else thrown against him. We taught him to use his 
strongest weapon, which is that similar to a skunk. A skunk stinks, but a skunk, skunk uses it as his weapon. And to back right up to the bully and just give him a good whiff of that and watch the bully run. So in that he should and he should wear he should wear his stink with honor because he is the only one brave enough to pick up everybody's garbage and take it away to the dump. And nobody else right. will do that. So so we use that story to say to him, Your stink is not your liability, your stink is your strength. And exactly. it is a badge that you should wear proudly. And guess what? All it takes to get rid of the stink is to take it down to Aunt Sally's car wash and just wash it off. And you're good as new. And you're ready for the next day for more stink and getting doing your job. But you can always, you know, get rid of that. It's, all, it's not really who you are. So there's another even a lesson there. That just like she's saying, you know, sp- your beauty sparkles within just because of what's on the outside has nothing to do with the beauty on the inside. And, you know, it's interesting. I'm thinking of this as you're talking about Victoria. You know, if I recommend highly people to see um, The Theory of Everything. And it's about Stephen Hawking, which we've talked about. And what mm-hmm. was ama- one of the amazing things is he was dating a, a woman. He was in, in Cambridge. And he was dating an English major, a very attractive woman. And uh, when he got sick, she decided she could have run because she knew well in advance that he was going to be... It's the fact that the story told her that when she was dating him, he wasn't supposed to live two years. And yet she decided to go through the marriage. And they got married. And not only that, but he... the One <laughs> one of the interesting things is, is his disease did not affect his ability to procreate. And so they ended up having kids. And she stayed with them throughout the years. And what was, and I don't want to give the whole story away, but here's this man who, by all appearances, you would think that no female would be interested in, yet this woman loved him more and more every day. And as the story went on, uh, it got complicated. She ended up falling for a caretaker came by who helped them out, volunteered, he worked with the church, and they were, he was an attractive guy, and this and that, and they spent tons of time together. So all of a sudden, she started to have feelings for him and vice versa. And you, at this point, you're, taking, you're thinking that poor Stephen Hawking is going to get left in the, the lurch here, left in the, you know, his... And instead, she hires, finally has to hire help for him. And so this very attractive nurse comes in, extremely attractive, even more attractive than his wife, and the nurse falls in love with Stephen Hawking. And Stephen Hawking leaves his wife for the attractive, sexy nurse. <laughs> and, and he knows all along that she's, she's in love with this other guy, and he wants her to be free. And he tells her in the movie, he says, everything's going to be all right. And off they go. And they stayed the best of friends and you know, were still parents of their children and went through a healthy divorce and... Uh, both ended up living happily ever after, and so the, I mean, so no matter what, and the woman that fell in love with him fell in love with his brains and his personality and the person inside, not the fact that she had a patient who was in a wheelchair. That's right. Oh my goodness, I I really have to see this. I have not seen this yet, um, so yeah. I definitely have to see. But one thing I did happen to find, I was 
taking a little break today, and I was scrolling through uh, Facebook, and I happened to see this video because I have a lot of uh, disability uh, support uh, pages or motivational, especially the motivational ones are the best. Um, you know, I have through Rett syndrome and all, but anyway, there was one particular one that had a video, it was just video with music of a young girl who's quadriplegic going down a runway, you know, a fashion runway. And for the first time, I mean, she was up, she had a walker, but she was up on her feet. She made it all the way around that runway, and you could see, you could just see the, determ- the determination on her face. You could see, you know, that it, it was, I was really picking up on it, and I said, this is amazing. And it just really, really teaches you, it tells you nothing. To me, nothing is impossible. I'm possible. So that's, I've, I've exactly. seen that, I've seen that posted. Right. Right, yeah. I'm possible. You're right. I, you know, we saw. That. Well, you know, one of the things that my dream after I lost my leg, one of the heartbreaks for me was that I didn't think I'd ever be able to ski, and I just loved the snow, and I loved the whole idea of watching skiing on television when the wide world of sports would have the Olympics, etc. And that was my dream. And then one night I'm watching uh, television, and there's a guy teaching his wife, who's in her 40s, on one leg how to ski, and I like and then. They showed the progress over like a few weeks, and sure enough, she's coming down the mountain on her own. And so I got involved in that, and, uh, you know, it was the, the inspiration that came to me to do that. And that was one of the slogans, it's not impossible, it's I'm possible. And the other one I like is it's not disabled, it's differently abled. Uh, exactly. And so with the support group, which is, is what you, and this is the beauty of support groups, is that for the first time, I used, I was alone. I didn't know anybody, really hang out with anybody that also was missing a limb. And so when I started taking these lessons, of course, there were all these people. And so we were so many of us on Mount Sunapee that there would be well, 40, 50 people every weekend skiing, like a gang. You know, we would be kind of, we looked like pirates or something. You'd go up to the chairlift and all of these limbs would be in crutches, would be thrown aside. And then, you know, people would mount onto the chairlift and we would come down the mountain. And we became kind of like celebrities on the mountain. And so, you know, it's all a matter of perspective, isn't it? You know, from going to feeling like somebody who's on the outside of society to having your own group where, you know, you bond and click and realize that you have strengths and abilities that most people don't have. And a sense of humor, which is the best. the top thing to have, uh, you know, we, we, uh, a lot of times I think people probably think that, you know, being the special needs family and everything and, uh, would be all serious, you know, well, everything say, Oh no, 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 you've got to, you've got to have humor every day. You've got to find the humor in everything. You've got to lighten up. And, you know, we have, you know, we have friends stop by and, and we just we get hysterical. I mean, there's so much laughter at a time. You know, even with Victoria, you know, she gets involved. Uh, she has a belly laugh that is contagious, and she's been around. Wonderful. You know, a group of people. We had the, a ride for her last summer through uh, Sons of Armageddon Motorcycle Club. Did a ride for her, and it was it was a it was amazing. It was wonderful, and uh, they plan on doing another one for her and Rett Syndrome this year. And we, it's going to be an annual thing, so you know I'm I'm really excited. I'm pumped about that. 
And, you know, she, she, I can remember all everybody standing around, all these people standing around, and she just, she lit everyone up. Everybody was just smiling. And she, and when she got giggling, you know, they would say, you know, their hearts were melting. It just was, you know, just, and we live with that every day. And this is why I can remember you asking, and, you know, how do you do it? How do you, you know, how? And like I said before, there's no such thing as how. You just do. You know, we just, yeah, you get up and you, and you go. Well, and you go. Well, you know, I've learned, uh, you know, a lot, obviously. And the more, I'm so happy that I'm still learning every single day. And uh, mm-hmm. one of the things I've learned, and that you have to surrender to, that we talk about, you have to surrender to the how because you do not know how things will work out and you don't know how they right. will work in the first place. I mean, as an entrepreneur starting a business, you know, you create the product, you go out and you do the best marketing, you can, but you have no idea how this will connect with people. Will they resonate with it? Will they want to buy it? Will they become fans? And that how is the magical part. That's the mysterious part. That's the part that's up to whatever you want to call your source, higher power, the universe, God, whatever it Mm -hmm. and only that only that invisible metaphysical part knows the how we only can do the work and i just saw uh jersey boys the movie jersey boys and clint um there's a character called jip who is uh, played by christopher walken and he summed it up it's so beautifully summed up he says um, Frankie Valley, as a youngster, as a teenager, goes to him and says, I want this to happen. I, you know, I don't have all my life. I want this to happen now. And he's like 16. And they're riding in the car together, and Christopher Walken looks at him and goes, oh, impatient, huh? He said, uh, what makes you think it's going to happen on your time? And so Frankie Valley's looking at him, and then all of a sudden, uh Christopher Walken, and he says it many times throughout the movie, and I'm I, I, I'm saying it every single day now, numerous times. You work hard, everything else follows. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's the Absolutely. formula. So every single day, you work hard, <laughs> and everything else follows. Yeah, that's uh, I'm sitting here just thinking it could not be put any better because. Uh, you, like you say, you just you you just don't know. It it just happens. There's really no, and when, you know it's it is magical. It is a uh, I I always say indescribable because I can't really find the word to describe it. And it, it's uh, I I, I just yeah, it, you do you do the work yeah you do the work yeah and, you you just and you just do it that yeah. ma- magical invisible part of your of the world or the universe or spirit takes care of the rest that's right absolutely and i as you you were by the way we do have if anybody's listening and we do are starting to get some listeners and i just had another (laughs) number occurrence as soon as i looked at the screen it became 1010 um i have this thing with recurring numbers but our call-in number is 646-929-2451 and of course, you can pick up these shows, and it's nice. We've been getting some nice listenership uh, on these, so I'm very happy. Uh, you know, even though Alicia didn't show up, we uh, we're talking about you, Alicia. We love what you're doing for young girls. Now, if you 
let's assume because of your experience with a, a, a most severe case of somebody who, if she were in the mainstream, obviously, you know, you know, might be the object of a lot of the things that some of the gals that Alicia talked about. If you visit, again, the site, the pages, Beauty Sparkles Within, there are some great videos. And she talked about the young lady who went, to, young girl who went to school who had this beautiful hair and the girl was overweight and she got picked on and picked on and picked on. And then somebody went up and just, she had this beautiful long hair that went down, you know, way below her waist. And then some gal came up and cut it off at ponytail level. So all these years of this beautiful hair, and she's attacked by a bully in class who, um, you know, does this obscene, atrocious act to her. Mm-hmm. And she's a total victim. She doesn't even see it coming. She's just sitting looking at the front of the class, and the next thing you know, her hair's on the floor. Uh, I was glad to see that the gal did get expelled and that the gal was obviously a problem child herself. Um, but, you know, so what would you say to gals? I mean, if you take a normal kid who has self-esteem problems, he's feeling this peer pressure and this bullying, obviously you have the tools to tell them. So what would you say to these gals? First of all, I would, I would put that, you know, tell them to realize that the person that's doing it most likely has a very, very strong self-esteem issue themselves. They, they're calling out, in a way they're calling out for help. Uh, because, and, and the reason why I'm saying this is because I will tell you about a, a little story, but when I was in high school, I uh, was sitting in the cafeteria and uh, I was chatting with a, a friend of mine. And I was glancing across the room. There was a poster there and I was trying to read it. Well, there was a girl standing there and she was giving me a dirty look. I wasn't looking at her. I was focusing on the poster. She came over and she was really nasty because I was sitting uh, next to a friend of mine, a young man, and she said to him, she said, well, tell your BBB not to stare at me. And I, I just, I was shocked. I was dumbfounded. I, I just I said, wow. You know, and she was very nasty. Well, I didn't say anything to her. I just looked at her just like, you know, I, I, I was shocked. I, I I tried telling her. I said, you know, I wasn't looking. I was reading the poster. She came up to me in the hallway later on, a couple of days later, and she said, I'm really sorry for the way I spoke to you the other day. She said, I was having a bad day. I was feeling really down. I was feeling really low. And she said, I apologize for taking it out on you. So, and, you know, and, that, and, and in this case with the hair, you know, I'm I'm thinking and this is one of the my the words I really, really I do not like, I do not like is jealousy. I'm thinking she was looking at that hair and thinking how beautiful it was, you know, and she had and, and of course that she was picking on the girl and bullying her beforehand and all she figured you know, I if 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 I can't have it she's not gonna have it either. Now that it's very immature, yes. But that's the way I see it as it's it's a form of insecurity. It's a form of, you know, crying out for help saying, you know, I'm hurting here. I'm hurt. I So I'm going to take it out on someone else so they know how I feel. When really, you know, it should be, I mean, I guess I, I, I've always said I must be, I'm from someplace else or something. I've always said that, Treat others just the way you want to be treated. But the thing is, you're not always going to be treated that way back. And that's why. I, I'm thinking that's my philosophy and everything that, um, you know, it's 
it's because of it's because of the fact that that they're just they they're calling for a friend and and it's a jealousy thing. Right, and, and, and you know that. so, that's yeah. all great to understand. You know, I've never I've had you know, I grew up in a in, in the inner city and my skin was white. I grew up in a black neighborhood and you know, let's face it, white people do not have a monopoly on racism. Racism persists throughout the world. It will never go away. We can legislate all we want. We can do whatever it is, but it is what it is. It's 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 born. We we all carry it to a certain mm-hmm. extent, and it will always be here. And bullying always existed. I mean, look at. Look at Nazi Germany. Look at you, oh you know any time one race, one group of people, one nationality, whatever, and then individuals. It just you're always going to have bullies. So it is great that we're advanced as a society and can say, oh well, these are the reasons they're bullies. But that doesn't help it when a scissors goes into your hair and you end up no, on no, the floor. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It so doesn't you, help now, it at all. Right. Exactly. So you can't say, oh, well, I'm trying to understand this person. And what I've never heard in all of the bullying talks and all the rationalizations and all the things of trying, you know, to understand the bully, blah, 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 blah. Nobody really addresses, or I'm not hearing it, is how do you get them to stop? And, you know, that's the part I had to learn on my own, because if I didn't, I wouldn't be on this phone right now. Exactly. And so I developed my own coping mechanism. Right. And, you know, I found nothing works more effectively than what I call in your face. Now, that doesn't mean that the person who's a victim who's much smaller than the bully should go up and try to take the bully on by themselves. But most of the time, if you've confronted them with enough energy, et cetera, they, no matter what the difference in size is, they, they run. But more importantly, it's what what I think takes away is because there's a sense of first of all most bullies know on whom they can they can pick. They know the victim. Yes, they, they can smell yes, the they, victim. They, yeah. So it really is, it really is a relationship that is give and take. There's the bully who gives, and there's the victim who takes. And a lot of times, the reason that it persists is because the poor victim doesn't understand or doesn't have a support group around them to take care of this. And I think, to me, that is the solution, is that you teach all children that you talk about the abuse. You don't, because the bully will say, if you tell anybody, I'm going to make it worse. Well, you've got to tell kids that, no, 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 no. That's the first, as soon as they say don't tell, that's what you do, is you tell. Exactly. And you tell as many and, and as you know, and different types of people, whether it's the police, whether it's your teachers, whether it's your parents, whether it's your friends, but you let it be known that this is not acceptable. And I think that's the only way to start a prevention and or stop it itself is to just, that has to be taken. That bully has to be met mm-hmm. with enough energy that he, he or she understands what she's doing is not acceptable and will be met with, as in this case, the gal got expelled, which I was thrilled to hear, um, you know, because you don't need somebody like that prowling a, cl- a school. No, no, you, you don't. And, and yeah, hopefully, yeah. I, I believe, when it comes to stuff like that, I also believe uh, I believe in karma. I feel that 
you know, yes, the person does need a a punishment, you know, of some sort, and needs to learn, you know, from that, and learn from, you know, the what they're doing, and and uh, now the karma's not always going to come back around to them. I, I've seen it. I've seen it with with people. They've they've done things and. Nothing's happened. Well, you know, let's talk, talk about commerce a little bit because it's a very cloudy issue, and it's one I've heard throughout my life, especially in my spiritual seeking. Uh, there's nobody out there that's keeping a ledger. You know, no. I, I think we can tell the, the listeners. Nobody's keeping a ledger. There's no there's a big invisible eye in the sky that's got a little ledger going, oh, you just were mean to somebody, and hence it's coming back on you because you did it. And 10 years down the road... You know, you're going to lose all your money or you're going to get sick or something because you did that bad act. That's not what karma is. To me, karma is you're creating what you're giving. So you better be careful what you're giving because you're creating it. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, so it's I... not, don't you can't go around thinking, oh, I did something. You know, I cut this girl's hair off, therefore the hair god is going to catch me later on and I'm going to get the same thing coming back to me or worse. No, it's not that at all. But you can't go around cutting other people's hair without creating some kind of energy back on you. That's right. Negative death of negative energy attracts negative yeah, energy. Yeah, so, and it's just, yeah. it doesn't make people happy. You cut people's hair, nobody's happy about that. Hence, there's no. going to be a negative reaction back at you. And, but that comes from your action, not from, oh, you know, I took, nobody saw me when the day I took uh, money out of the collection box, and I'm going to get it later on. No, I mean, but if you keep taking money out of the collection box, then things are going to happen because you haven't learned that you can go out and earn your own money and don't have to take money out of the collection box. Absolutely. Absolutely, Tom. I, I agree. Yeah. Um so now, so, so you've got. Let's say now you you brought up another daughter. Did she go through this? These these peer pressure things, these bullying things herself. Yes, she did. Yeah, she did in in uh, grammar school. She and the thing was was that I always told her. I said, if you're having problems at school, please come to me. Please tell me and tell me, you know, anything. Don't be afraid. And she, I think it was her maybe her seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade year. She had uh, some bullying issues. And she never told me. She'd come home with a smile on her face, and you know, I'd ask, oh, how was school? Oh, great, Molly, good. And, you know, I, I just, uh, there were times where I had a feeling, you know, because she was, there was a period of time where she was isolating herself a lot in her room, and I'd go check on her and knock at the door, hey, you want to come out, you know, and get, well, yeah, I'll be out in a little bit. And I, I, when she did bring it up to me that she had been bullied, I said, listen, that, that must have been the time when you were putting, you know, you were in your room a lot. And she says, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, why didn't you come out and just tell me, you know, talk about it. That way we could go and, you know, I could address it to the principal at the school and say, you know, this is going on. I, You know, my daughter's being bullied. Uh, and she said, well, no, I handled it myself. And I didn't really know how to take it, but I, I later on I, I we were talking about it and, I think, in a way, she was trying to tell me that uh, she had gained some strength from it, even though, really, she should have come to me. And she should have said, you know, um, they're calling me this, and they're doing this. And, you know, and but then there's that whole tattletale thing, that whole, 
you know, oh, you know, if you tell it, it I like I said, it's it's uh, taking the higher road, you know, take the higher road and you know, and so that no other kids, like you said, no other kids are getting, you know, treated this way. Oh yeah, people and, gotta know. You gotta rat. You gotta yeah. rat out. It's not exactly, ratting out. You know. It's yeah, it is ratting out because no. it's a rat that's doing the the bullying, and it's, it's got to be exposed. And I think that's the thing that you know, if there's any way to attack it, that would be the first one. Is just this awareness that it goes on and that it's not to be tolerated, and it will be, you know, tell every victim. You must tell. You must tell, tell, tell. You know, to uh, you know, to build a support group around yourself to make sure it doesn't happen. You know, I don't know if I lost you. Yeah. Did I lose you? No, nope, oh, okay. no, nope. I'm right here. Yep. Yeah. Um, right. Well, and support. I, yeah. Um, I think we've covered the topic without Alicia. I think we have. We have really. It would be nice to have. No, well, let me just ask you now. When you were growing up, I mean, you went through this stage. How did when did, when and where and how did you start to feel this beauty within? I think I was. Well, I was probably in my late teens. Really, I I started because I I had a full-blooded Italian father. Put it that way, and. Uh, you know, he he would always reassure me. He'd always tell me, you know, that I was I was strong. You know, and and he'd always say, "Be strong." You know, be strong. And he'd always tell me, you know, that I was beautiful and and everything. And my um, I got picked on in school. I really did. You know, being that you know my father was Italian and uh, you know my parents were not from the area and. You know, I, at one point, uh, I think a, a lot of kids, not all kids, but, you know, some kids go through that awkward phase of, you know, you're just you're just kind of not, you're, you're still uh, in that uh, growing phase where everything's not right. You know, maybe, you know, you're a little overweight or you're underweight or, or just everything's just going crazy. So, you know, that's when I got picked on. And I, um, it was almost, it, it, I was made fun of because of my father's nationality. You know, just certain things were said that I can remember, um, you know, a kid gave me a pin and it had something to do with with uh, um, being Italian and, and this and that or, or whatever. And and it just, you know, it hurt. It really did. And later on I realized that it wasn't about listening to the others. It wasn't about what they said and you know i was taught to look within myself and that's i think that's how um alicia even came to it with this page you know looking within yourself there's so much more than just an outer shell exactly and that's where the strength and everything else well it's all great work and you are um I have a friend, again, who wants to come on the show, and she wants to contact her father, and we're trying to set that up. So maybe that will be our next show, unless you come up with another guest that will show up, <laughs> and we'll okay, have was a, it, was it, another I, I, interesting I wonder, was, topic. Was it her father or her mother? Oh, oh, her father. Okay, it's her father. Okay. All right. Yeah. I um, because she yeah she did uh, add me on as a friend and I I will be in touch with her, so um, I'm Great. trying to Super. yeah get ready for that. 
All right, for sure. Excellent. Well, Rosemary, uh, we got a little more snow coming here. Have you still got some up there? Uh, It swept through here, and now it has tapered off. So it's finally. We just got it. It just got here. Okay, it'll be it'll be passing through then. It's it's just it's not going to last that long. And let's knock on wood, knock on wood that at some point we may see a little bit of grass coming up the road. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much, and um, great show. Thanks. All right, Tom. Thank you. All right, everyone. Please tune in again. We. Uh, we will. This is a. I'm, I'm thrilled with the progress we're making with the show, and thank you so much for the listeners we do have, and we feel a real responsibility to to keep educating and enlightening in the best way that we can. Thanks so much. <laughs>